everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is Denver Dave, sitting to my right is Simon, and we're here to talk about the NFL. And uh, how are we doing, boys? Amazing. Yeah, pretty good. You're, you're not the king. Nope. No, it's nice <laughs> he's not here again. The king has abdicated yet again, so uh, we have a, a backup option. No pressure, Simon. That's all right. Um, good news, uh, you're an Eagles fan. Yeah. Bad news, your name doesn't fit the rhyme scheme. So I've got no idea what to do. Well, we know they like a backup in uh, in Philadelphia, so no. They pressure. do like a backup. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, yeah, we get a good chance to talk about the NFC East, I guess, in, in honor of you being here. Yeah, and uh, we'll also talk about some of the upsets from Week Eleven, which is the week that's just passed. Uh, some new additions to the league that are old guys coming yeah. back in, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's obviously what we call, that's what we call the comedy section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's a comedy section, well, and, uh, and also we'll of course do the week twelve picks. The king has at least submitted his picks, uh, so yeah, and we'll talk about the bloodbath that was the week eleven predictions as well. Oof. So guys, let's start. What a week week eleven was. Can we agree on that one? Yeah. Very good. Before we talk about the upsets, can we talk about the best game? We may have ever seen in our lives. Yes. Monday night. Chicago versus... Monday night, Dave. (laughs) Let's start this. Unbelievable. Rams against the Chiefs. It was everything that we could have hoped it would have been, I suppose. Unbelievable. Yeah. 51-54, the final score. And With what happened in the build-up to the game, I was amazingly surprised at what happened did because it was meant to be in Mexico. Yep. Um, Mexico. Yeah, because of the altitude, both teams asked the league if they could have special dispensation to train in Colorado. Yep. Um, at the Buffs Stadium and at um, Colorado Tech. Okay. Basically for the altitude training. Right. Um, they both said no because there's a rule where you have to be in a certain city a few days before, which is one reason why the Raiders are going to have such a good home field advantage in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing you want is loads of rich American footballers wandering around Vegas. Um, so they said, can we go to altitude? They said no. So they said, okay, we can't train at altitude. We're playing on a pitch that is essentially a farming land. So they just re- almost refused to pay and the game was put on in four days. So you have a game that was put on in um, Los Angeles in no time in four days yeah and they played that it was amazing brilliant it was a great I mean the Coliseum is pretty nice in LA anyway it looks more like a college stadium well yeah. it is it but, is but yeah. anyone you who's know. seen any NFL documentaries knows what it what it takes to move a team it's not just oh, yeah. everyone yeah, get yeah. on the bus and let's go that it's, couldn't have been fun for the for the well the Chiefs to move all the way to Colorado to do training the Chiefs, and then no one cares wow <laughs> and LA it's not easy it's, that's really quite far away it's yeah. close to get to Mexico than it is to get to, to Colorado, isn't it, from LA? Uh, nah, not really. Really? No, not really. It's why would the, why would the Broncos such douches not letting them practice? No, no it the... wasn't the Broncos. No, the Broncos had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They were, like it, was, it, it was definitely the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> no, the league wouldn't give them dispensation to not be in, um, not oh, be in Mexico okay. City right. for that period of time. Because basically, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, is go to altitude come back spend three days in Mexico City yeah, and then play so what you wanted even though that's altitude it's completely different with the weather and everything so they wanted to go and play at Colorado and it wasn't it was the NFL who said no you have to follow the rules um, it's the same when teams come and play here in London they fly yeah. to London on like the Wednesday or the Monday or something like that and you have to do that almost to acclimatise to the time difference. I mean, it's Mexico. There is no time difference, but you get what I'm saying. All right, you know, you zapped all the fun out by talking about weather and climate. Yeah. So can we well, talk about the game briefly then that was in LA? You must. 
Usually you really, when you get 51 to 54, you think it's just a shootout and the defense just didn't turn up. Yeah. But was there a bad performance on either defense? I, I didn't see it. Uh, Peter's got scored on twice. But then you also got an interception. Yeah, and I'm just I'm making points. I, I well, yeah, exactly. Everyone got scored on, but everyone was still playing well. <laughs> I thought know? exactly the same. I looked at it and I thought, defenses have got to be terrible, but mm. actually they weren't as bad as you thought. What was it? The LA got scored off two picks? Yeah, I yeah mean, two defensive touchdowns yeah. by Ebercam. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. look in fantasy, it's not very often you concede 50-odd points and still score. <laughs> Over 20, 20 points. <laughs> the Chiefs got like 24 yeah. points in fantasy <laughs> as well this week. So yeah, absolutely immense game. Uh, both Goff and Mahomes played brilliantly. Uh, just yeah, front to back, all all twenty two, and then of course special teams as well played well. So I think from uh, the Rams' point of view as well, to get that many points and actually Gurley didn't do a huge amount, did he? Well, he was injured, yards. wasn't he? He got an ankle injury yeah. during the yeah. game. I think third, second or third quarter, he got yeah, rolled but even on in the first and second yeah. quarter. He wasn't doing. He didn't a, do he a huge amount. No, only had twelve carries. No, but I think what happens there is that when you start getting the score racking up, you have to move away from the run game a little bit. You, you know, you're forced to throw it to keep up. That's kind of what they were doing. It was tit for tat, and yeah, they've got so many wide receiver options anyway with people like Woods and and Cooks mm. and Everett and Higby. Imagine so. what they've done with Cooper Cup. We've got him missing as well. So essentially, they've got their He's best gone, wide yeah, receiver for the season, so. and they had their best running back and still managed to score fifty four points. Yeah, hello, yep, Super Bowl, really. <laughs> There's nothing more we can really say about that game. You know, if uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to stop listening to this right now. Pause the podcast and uh, go and listen to it. Yeah, essentially, don't go and watch the little 10-minute clip on YouTube. Go and watch the full game on the NFL Network because it was yeah. superb. It was an epic. Almost as good as Super Bowl 50. <laughs> or 48. Let's not go now. Let's not go now. <laughs> so that was the best game of the week. Obviously, there were some upsets as well that went on. Yes, uh, I want to start, guys, um, by talking about the Cowboys and the Falcons. Because uh, Brett Maher's 42-yard field goal as the time expired Sunday gave Dallas a 22-19 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. After, that, uh, after he missed an extra point earlier in the game, he did come good with that game winner. I know, Dave, you hate a kicker that misses anything I, ever. I just, no, I don't think kickers should ever miss. Quite, is this an upset? The way the Falcons have been playing this season, I know, is it an upset really? Well, they were at home. You were expecting, I know it's a, you know, yeah, I, NFC rivalry, but... Even still, it's just, it, I, this is one of those games where it stays out of my accumulator because I'm thinking it can go either way. For me, it doesn't feel like a rivalry. It doesn't feel like a big upset. There's bigger upsets this week. Well, we'll get onto those in a minute. I'm talking about one of them. This is one of a few different upsets that went on. I mean, the first three quarters were a slog, but then the teams combined for 26 points over the last 15 minutes. So, I mean, it did it did heat up in the end. Mm. Uh, and that is the Cowboys' second away win in a row with an NFC East division that is really up for grabs. We'll be talking about the NFC East in much more detail later on. Yeah. I think from that game, basically, very similar teams. Yeah, I mean, you've both got, got good parts, both got bad parts. Well, you wouldn't have thought so from last season because obviously the the Falcons were much higher up last season than the, the Cowboys. Yeah, haven't really done much since last season apart from get rid of Des Bryant. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a lot about Des Bryant. Well, Leighton Van Der Esch has been a massive addition for them. I mean, he last I think he's got a pick in each of the last two weeks, and he's one of those guys that tackles with his heart and his soul. He gives everything. He's amazing to watch. And every time you look at him, though, he wears a huge, massive neck neck brace, like, neck brace like an F one driver. And you just think, or Ming the Merciless. What what da- what damage are you doing to yourself? Because <laughs> there was rumours he had a bad neck going into the draft, and that's why he fell so low. But he looks amazing. Looks he's he's going to be up there for defensive rookie of the year, I think. Yeah, without a doubt, he's staking a claim to take over from without Sean Lee there. Yeah, without a doubt. But I, for me, the, you've got one team that's 
four and six and one that's five and five. They had the same record going into the game. It just is what it is. The Falcons, I just don't think are that good at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Prescott didn't score a passing touchdown in the game. He ran one in, but they, at least he didn't throw an interception, I guess. Yeah, but it was, huge, it was mostly Ezekiel Elliott, 122 yards and a touchdown yeah. for the boy. Usually, 79 yards in the air. Huge coincidence. He plays well, they play well. Yeah, he usually is. Yeah. But on the defense, they're pretty good as well, to be fair. Their lines look a lot better in recent weeks as well. Yeah, yeah the front of the season, seven, their definitely. lines look terrible and they're needing to be back together. I think uh, Demarcus Lawrence, he got another couple of sacks in yeah. the game. Yeah, it, it seems to be really good falling apart for the Falcons this year. You know, I did say when they lost uh, Shanahan that Matt Ryan's not as good as some people think he is. Punk! Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, he's not here to defend himself, but uh, yeah, I, I don't really rate Matt Ryan that much, and uh, I, I don't necessarily disagree. No, I've, I I've said for ages. Do you know what? You, <laughs> hey. you, you're thrown at Julio Jones. You expect yeah. to make complete passes. As simple as that. Who still did 118 yards and a touchdown this week? So he's, he's getting back into it. A touchdown. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, second one in a row. Is it? Yeah. They've what reactivated else? his uh, touchdown button. Yeah. <laughs> Someone last found season, that reset. Last season, all of last season, he got three. Yeah. And he's got two in two weeks. So yeah, fair play to him. He's a great. It's a great. Falcons are great for picking up their second or third wide receiver though in fantasy because you know that they're getting a lot of I think they've got the best wide wide receiver core in the league in terms of one, Simmer two, three. down one, one, two, three not just one, Simmer two, down. one two, three um, they've got the best wide receiver in the league end of for me Julio Jones Jim's just melting to dust um, Hamilton is still a great wide receiver still good possession receiver can play slot can play out wide runs yep. the routes and Calvin Ridley looks electric. Yeah, for me, best one, two, three in the league. Second best, Vikings. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. You can't tell me I'm wrong. Well, you're wrong about number one for a start. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd put the Rams in the hat for that as well, though. What about the Steelers? Top ten? Steelers probably somewhere near the bottom. <laughs> Maybe just, just below the Didn't you the just Jags. have to pick up Golden Tate and now you can't even get the ball to him? I mean, you know... <laughs> Oh, we just did that because we could. What did, what did we have an Eagles fan in here, Dave? We have, we have something called cap space. Yeah. You know about that, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on from the, the Cowboys and the Falcons, because yeah. like you said, you know, it was a bit of a, you know, a toss-up, really, on who was going to win that one. Let's talk about the Panthers and the Lions, then. That was a one-pointer. Yeah. Cam Newton fell with a two-point conversion with just over one minute left to see the Lions end victorious in the Battle of the Big Cats. That doesn't matter. He shouldn't have been going for it anyway. Yeah, I think that's criminal. Well, as well. yeah, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron said, that I think you go for two when you're on the road. Well, so, not, with, not with the Panthers' record, though. No. They're there or thereabouts. I said, you know, going back to the Titans game in London. I was going to say, you were at that yeah, yeah, you were at that game. It was wrong as well, but you can get it a little bit more because the Titans are kind of, will have a free hit. Yeah. But the Panthers, you know, they are there or thereabouts. For me, they should be going for that extra point and taking overtime. They've got genuine; they had genuine playoff aspirations, yeah, but the Titans exactly. didn't. It was it was literally, as you say, a free hit. Just wanted to go home, yeah. 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 Um, but you have to remember that Graham Gano did miss an extra point and a thirty-four yard field goal earlier in that game, which might have then influenced them to say, "Well, hang on a minute, we've just At missed the time." They knew they would tie it with an extra point. So what's yeah. happened previously? I couldn't care less. You you take the extra point, and you go to you go to extra time. All you're saying, if you get all you're extra. saying to your uh, to your kicker at that point is, I don't trust you. I'm yeah. going for the. You're saying to your defense, I don't trust you to keep the opposition out. I yeah, for me, it just sends all the wrong messages. And I also don't think Graham Gano is really a, one of the kickers that you put in the bracket of having huge concerns over. Yeah, and no, it's sometimes you have these weird games, don't you? Where 
Yeah, like Cody Parkey hit the hit the bar four times a yeah. couple of weeks ago. This week he was fine again. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Uh, for me, it, it, sh- it should have been one of those games that goes to extra time, and the Panthers probably wouldn't have won it. Mm. Um, they didn't. So, is what it is. They deserve to lose. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I thought the weird thing about the Panthers, certainly maybe through the first three quarters, was McCaffrey. They were really light on him on his involvement. Yeah. He only managed 53 yards total in the game on well, again, 13 carries. This is what we mentioned before um, with Zeke Elliott. Um, the past couple of weeks, so a couple of weeks ago, some Muppet said that they might win the Super Bowl. I think that was <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> um, last week, they were, I mean, against against um, the Steelers, they got taught a lesson. I mean, they got handed to them. Yeah. And they didn't, there was nothing that they could have done. It was just that day where one team plays amazing, the other team just can't get the wellies on. It's just, it just mm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, McCaffrey had no, he had no, no involvement. I mean, well, they, I mean, he did get another fifty-seven through the air. I mean, yeah, he he was a kind of dual fine. threat, but you're still that's yeah. fine. But how much of that was garbage time yards? Well, that's the it thing. All, it, it was a lot, all a lot garbage was, time yards. Mm. I'm not sure you call it garbage time, but it was wait. a lot of it was probably fourth quarter from what yeah. I saw. Yeah. Well, it was mostly DJ Moore, the uh, the wide receiver for the Panthers, was getting the. The yardage. Well, well, he had that one. One hundred fifty-seven on the touchdown. We had that one big play, and I and, and I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah, it, for me it looked like he slowed down. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he put his foot on the throttle. Well, Darius Slay managed to catch him up, and Darius Slay was covering the other side of the field. Yeah, exactly. So to stop him at the twelve-yard line when it was definitely well, he should have had a touchdown out of that. You're yeah. right, but I think it was what eighty-two yards yeah. they clocked it at. Great game still for DJ Moore, but. Um, yeah, would have been nice if he got the touchdown. It would have made the, the, the final score a lot better. Would have been for ni- even nicer if I started him in fantasy. <laughs> and uh, shouts to Kenny Golladay on the other side as well. Eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Carry uh, on Johnson. He was doing all right. He had a touchdown, 87 yards uh, on the ground. He left in the third quarter with a knee injury. He's doubtful for this Thursday. Is Legarrette Blunt injured or something? Cause he oh, he's there. It's just Carry on was getting the yeah. majority of the touches now. But, I mean, if you've got someone called Johnson in Detroit you want to play him and give him everything because historically <laughs> you run to a winner there they used quite a bit of fear Riddick as well I think didn't they after, so they have after to yeah they've had to go back to the when you really have to uh, it's, <laughs> it has I don't think the theoretic experiment has worked really for, for Detroit no uh, a bit like Eric Ebron at tight end you know, they, they get these these first rounders in and they don't seem to with Eric Ebron every now and again he will do something where you just go that boy has got skills mm. and then other times he does now for Andrew Luck for an well, it will bounce off his chest and you think <laughs> you muppet what are you doing it's, yeah I'm not sold not sold well, like on the, Ebron mm. well give it give it a whole season with the Colts mm. he seems to be enjoying himself there well even still it's definitely a connection I like the looks of what Johnson was doing though in mm. that game oh yeah he's definitely up and coming yeah. shifting yeah I like a shifty runner patient as well yeah I like that let's talk about another one then you're going to love this one Dave go on boy the Los Angeles Chargers San Diego no Los Angeles Chargers (laughs) I got it right okay (laughs) (laughs) they went over to Denver yes obviously LA are second in the division now Denver were at home but the game was held in LA so I don't know if you've seen the stadium but it was 60% Denver fans (laughs) genuinely it was held in LA Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Well, the end result was 22-23 to 23 in yes. favour of your Broncos. Yes. Uh, yeah. You've lost six of your seven going into Sunday's game. Yep. But then Brandon McManus kicked a last second 34-yard field goal to give the Broncos that 23-22 win and snapped the Chargers' six-game winning streak. You're wrong. So you, you lost six in a row. They'd, yep. won, they'd won six in a row. 
the uh, Acker breaker, I'm guessing, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. not the reason that we won it. Go on, then. The reason we won it is because, number one of our defence, our O-line was unbelievable. I mean, I've I've slagged off our O-line so badly. Oh, have you? I hadn't noticed you yeah, were <laughs> slagging so off badly. your O-line. They looked superb. I mean, to the point where they Garrett were Bowles. given the game ball. Garrett Bowles, he's, he's a first-round choice. <laughs> Let's just move on from that. Um, but it was the interceptions. It was the bonehead interceptions. So when... so. All that all that basically had to happen is you had to not throw in and it was Philip Rivers. You had to yep. not throw any interceptions. You had to not get sacked and basically get a decent perception, throw the ball off quickly. That's all everyone's done against us. Don't don't get rushed. Yeah, that's all you've got to do. Just quickly cycle the possession. You'll be fine. He didn't do that. He got picked off two, three times. Uh, he got picked off twice mm. and three sacks. Yeah. And but it wasn't just the sacks; it was the rushes. It was throwing balls away. I mean, the amount of times it was three and twenty-six or three and twenty or something like that. Mm-hmm. The problem was it was the play before Denver got the final the ball back for the final drive. So he runs backwards, looks to hand the ball off to his running back. His running back's not there, so he sort of turns around, does a little pirouette, and gets sacked. Now, right. all of a sudden, he's now at the point where it's I think it's third and uh, third and. 20 or something, third and 15, something like that. Right. He then walks backwards, gets rushed by Von Miller and has to throw the ball into the ground. Now, instead, what the, what that basically means is if he makes that first down, that's 40 seconds off the clock straight away. And it means we're not making, we're not going up the field that quickly with Case Keenan. We're just not. So that's what lost the game. It was the game management and the ability to actually make the right decisions from Philip Rivers. That last They lost the was- game rather than us winning it that that last play from him was weird as well from memory because it, he he looked rushed and threw the ball away but he didn't need to he had loads yeah, of time yeah. mm. but it was just because Von Miller was in his face yeah. and whatever they'd planned for whatever route they'd planned for hadn't paid off and it was almost like shit I've got to get rid of it mm. and he just threw it into the ground it literally I'm thinking intentional grounding but it wasn't but it, it looked that, really silly yeah it, it looked stupid and you're thinking what are you doing but that immediately I mean if he'd have just literally if he'd have gone back and took a knee if he'd just took a knee, we had no timeouts left. If he'd have took a knee, 40 seconds off the clock. We didn't. Threw the ball into the ground, clock stops. There you go. Extra 40 seconds to run up the field. They punted. We run up the field. I think we had a... We, I think it was a catch with 10 seconds to go. We ran up, spiked the ball, took the kick, done. Well, if we're talking about silly from that game, we have to talk about the Broncos' sideline when they're telling Keenum to spike the ball. Well, there is <laughs> that. That was hilarious. Well, I've was never even... seen so much panic in my life. <laughs> what, was even more, what was even more hilarious is the fact that we had a rush. We had a rushing touchdown where Keenum went over the line. Yeah. And whoever was reviewing um, the plays upstairs didn't tell... Um, I can't remember what I'm head coach's name is Vance Joseph. Joseph yes didn't tell Joseph to challenge the play and before, and then the actual notification came to him after the next play had already started right like, come on mm. get it together yeah. why are you not immediately and the thing is they showed the replay on TV in that time Yeah. so they could have literally just turned on CBS and gone yeah let's challenge that <laughs> it was utter nonsense but I don't care because we won the game yeah the charges yeah, that's uh, rant done. That's McManus's second game-winning field goal this season, and the fifth of his career. Yep. Did it help to erase the memory of uh, two weeks ago, Dave? Yeah, 
His 51-yard attempt that went wide right against the Texans? It's 51-yard miss. I can forgive a 51-yard miss, okay. especially when it's McManus. And he's, he's so many times he's managed to ice it. If someone else, I'm screaming his name going, what are you doing, you mug? But yeah, yeah I'll, I'll forgive him on this occasion. At least you have that memory as your last win of the season. As well. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Uh, we've got to play the Browns soon. I'm, I'm fancying us against the Browns. Of course, this weekend as well. Got Steelers. <laughs> well, how about uh, Case Keenum then? 205 yards throwing, no touchdowns, no interceptions, QBR that's, of 48.5. That's the key, no interceptions. No interceptions. So it doesn't matter if he doesn't throw a touchdown anymore. It's just no interceptions. Uh, two words, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, run game's good, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. To be fair, we've got now two very good young um, running backs and a fullback. Andy Yanovich is probably my favourite Bronco at the moment. The blocking that he does and the holes Andy that Yanovich, he creates, isn't yeah, he a comedian? It's a fullback. Oh, right. So. Um, it's the same thing as the a stand up. <laughs> the holes that he creates are stunning. Mm-hmm. And it's that ability for Philip Lindsay just to wait for a second and then go through it. And you, when you play Devontae Booker, Booker's head down, run, head down, run. Yeah. And it's it's so refreshing not to have that. And looking at some of the running backs we've had previously. So we've got a young receiving core, very young receiving core, um, with Thomas moving to the Texans. Uh, we've got a very young running backs. I don't think we have the right um, quarterback. We've got some really good um, tight ends as well. Um, we drafted a tight end in the fourth round. Um, Troy... Fumagalli, what a name! But he's been injured all season. Of course, Jake Butt we had for the first season. He was injured as well. So yeah, where's he? He's injured again. Still, yeah, he did his ATL, came back, played a couple of preseason games, and tore his something. Insert correct injury here. <laughs> right, um, but yeah, basically, I'm not editing that. <laughs> Informative. Yeah, yeah. He, he tore something and he's out for the season. So right. Of course, uh, not everyone agreed that you had a great win there. Keenan Allen wasn't too happy afterwards. He's an idiot. That's why. Quote was: I don't think they played very well at all. They suck. Mm. I mean, he's got a point. He has got a point. I mean, you do suck. Okay, now that's fine. <laughs> I disagree with you, but that's yeah. fine. You don't. You say. still <laughs> lost to a team that suck. So you, what you're saying about us yeah. says more about yourself. Yeah. End of. Oh yeah, it's a stupid thing to come out and say. Yeah, but it's just hard to argue with it. <laughs> we won. <laughs> One of those teams is going to the playoffs. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> no, we had home field advantage and we played on it. It's One other thing about the Broncos, then, Dave. One was uh, Pac-Man's time in Denver's over. Yeah. So the Broncos have released the 35-year-old, 14-year veteran cornerback Adam Pac-Man Jones on Tuesday after just seven appearances. Uh, Jones signed with Denver in late August and started two games in September, but his playing time has waned in recent weeks. Yeah. He posted one interception, nine tackles for the Broncos. Occasionally serves as a kick returner. Yeah, I think the funniest thing was that he'd posted on Instagram that he was leaving before the official announcement came out. So, doesn't matter. Thoughts about Pac-Man's time? Uh, he's a flag machine. Um, he is a play with a flag machine for the Bengals. I told yeah, you that when you signed him. He is what he is. We he's worth a punt. Like we we're paying him league minimum. Yeah, he's worth a punt. It didn't take up. A, it's not as though we had to release someone. It took up a roster spot. It was what it was. We like at cornerback anyway, so it was worth a go. Yeah. Not angry at that. It was worth a go. It didn't pay off. Move on. Okay. I want to talk about a game that wasn't an upset, but was a damn close call. And that was my Steelers oh. uh, against the Jags. So Big Ben throwing two interceptions in his first 12 passes, which is, you know, it can happen to Ben. Yeah, uh, it does happen. It does happen to Ben, yeah. <laughs> 
The Steelers then failed to score in the first half for the first time in more than two years, and they still trailed by 10, approaching the two-minute warning. Despite that, Ben runs in a one-yard touchdown with five seconds left to complete a massive comeback win for the Steelers. And uh, 20 to 16. It was rare to see you lot beat the Jags. They've had it over yeah, the past, past mm, season. I, or so. Yes. And it was strange to see Roethlisberger throw three interceptions <laughs> and Bortles throw none, although Bortles didn't really throw it because there was Bortles so many was, points. He was relegated from being a quarterback yeah, in this game. so many points where he was basically handing it off. That's all he was doing. He, he was the... Um, the man taking it from the snapper to the to the running back, basically. Yeah, the so many points, it was third and ten or third and twelve, and they run it. Yeah, um, Leonard Fournette ran it more times than anyone else in the NFL this week. 28, 28 carries. Yeah, yeah. for uh, ninety-five yards. Is that his and, first then four, and then 46 second. in the air. And is that his first game back from Yeah, I injury? think so, yeah. His second game so, back. Was his oh, second, second game back? back? He might have his first eased one him. He started, right. but they eased him in. Yeah. I mean, what a way to come back. He's yeah. so important for them. And what do they do? <laughs> yeah. Pound and just, ground just him. Just keep going, Jesus guys. <laughs> but he is their offense in its entirety. Well, obviously, yeah. No, well, yeah, they've, they've obviously moved on from Blake Bortles. They just didn't tell him. I think, uh, I think he probably knew though <laughs> there were 11 run drives it was just there was no pass yeah. I've never seen that before well the last time I've seen something like that was when Christian Ponder was at the Vikings and just handing it to Adrian Peterson <laughs> they just yeah. load the box there'd be 11 guys along the line just waiting for Adrian Peterson to run at them and, and that, still get through well yeah <laughs> he's without doubt he's their most he's their most dangerous offensive weapon without any shadow of doubt and you can put in any tight end, any wide receiver they've got, there's serious issues offensively yeah. in Jacksonville. And it's yeah. not just the quarterback. They, I'm not sold by their tight ends. Mercedes Lewis is fine. It's not my cup of tea, but whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Their wide receiver, they don't have a good wide receiver and they have a terrible quarterback. Yeah, they're lacking talent in the, in like the skill positions I'm not, big time. I'm not being funny. If I'm Leonard Fournette, I'm getting out as soon as I can because I'm not being run 20, 28 times a game. <laughs> Well, they, they moved on both the Allens, didn't they, from last season, mm. Robinson and Hearns. Mm. Uh, so there's no deep threat anymore. I mean, Leonard Fournette was the, the highest, <laughs> got the highest yardage on receiving as well. Yeah. So D.D. Westbrook, two catches for 19 yards. But, I mean, if you look at the fourth quarter, which is where it all, all switched, and uh, Pittsburgh finally woke up, Jacksonville only ran 11 plays in the fourth quarter for minus seven yards, including three of their six sacks of Blake Bortles. Um this now means, of course, the Jags have lost six in a row, which no one would have predicted uh, at the start of the season. Um, what did you think they'd do at the beginning of the season, Jim? I thought they'd win the division. And did you not say they'd win the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, they had a chance to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if Nick Foles can win the Super Bowl, then uh, anyone can win the Super Bowl. Uh, I think it was easy to get on the bandwagon from them from last year. Yeah. When you when you take that step back and actually you do look at their skill positions... Well, they, the, they've they've progressed, and yeah, like I said, they, they moved on some of their wide receiver talent, which yeah. which takes some pressure off yeah. people like Fournette or TJ Yeldon. But that really and, is uh, their big problem, though, is the lack of talent on offense. I'm really, really interested to see what they do do next season. I know we talk. You I said do do. <laughs> I know. I know. Obviously, you want to talk about the Steelers, and that's cool. Um, for me, it's I'm more interested in the Jags, mm-hmm. um, just because there's going to be some massive changes and I'm really hoping it's not Flacco changes <laughs> so it will be interesting to see what they do do next season <laughs> <Sit again. Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah that from, that's what I find more interesting Steelers are doing what the Steelers do you play well and you, you beat teams like the Panthers then the next week you go and play someone you don't play as so well 
but you've got elite players and you win the game so for me you you just do what the Panthers do uh, yeah. what the Steelers do yeah what the, yeah we do. We can play ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just knew that eventually we would start playing because we've got too good an offense to not score at all in the game. It just took a lot longer than I thought it was for them to actually wake up and, God and damn get some mate, passes completed. Look good though. Yeah. They, they just weren't completing passes all over the place, and they went away from the run, so they weren't using Connor as much as they should have done. And uh, yeah, it was a complete mess on offense for three quarters. And they, but well, it's about five minutes. They didn't really do anything until mm. the last five minutes. Uh, yeah I'm just glad that, I mean, the only way we got back was because of Blake Bortles yeah it's the only way any other team I think they'd have been too far out of sight oh yeah definitely we held into field goals the defence played really well for Pittsburgh that was a really encouraging sign because they were on the field for so long and they still managed to stop them from scoring touchdowns yeah. I don't know I can name two or three other teams you'd have beat playing that way as well don't know <laughs> I don't oh, know oh, I think it would have been a struggle to beat many I other can, teams because I can I name mean, a couple in the FC West straight away well, I mean, what did, what did, but what did the Jags get off the, their their free interceptions? Nine points? Was it even even that? Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't much. I mean, you know, uh, Jenny Ramsey got two interceptions, but didn't run it back at mm. all. And uh, Barry Church only got eleven yards on his interception, and they they didn't score off him. No. Well, not enough anyway. <laughs> but that's what I mean. You put that to most other teams, they're going to get something. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. I think you were lucky that you were playing the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> you were very lucky playing Blake Bortles in his yeah. probably last season in Jacksonville. I mean, you know, it's it's the end of his five years. You know, they've had they had him in the third overall pick, but when you look back at that draft, there wasn't a dearth of QB talent coming out anyway. They took a chance on him. They've given him the most amount of opportunity they can do. The thing is, they're going to move on next history season. History might tell a different story. He got him to an AFC, was it AFC championship, championship game? game? Yeah, and yeah. History might tell us a different story, but at the end of the day, he's had a good career for someone with his immense lack of talent. Really, he'll he'll be in the same annals as another quarterback who, an AFC quarterback who was taken to an AFC championship game against the Patriots uh, on the back of a great defense. And we're going to talk about that quarterback in just a second. <laughs> So, guys, we've got uh, horrible news coming out of Washington. And that's that Mark Sanchez is back in the league. No, the horrible news was that Alex Smith went down with a, a tibia and fibula break with a compound fracture. It was horrific to watch. Yeah. Uh, nasty. Yeah. So that's him gone for at least the season. Um, fingers crossed he's able to come back and, and play. But, uh, yeah. It means that Colt McCoy is now the de facto starter in Washington. It's rough on the Redskins. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm obviously top of the division. Sm- smile on my face, but <laughs> yeah, try and wipe that down a little <laughs> bit, Simon. Come well, on, I, have some respect. I can't help being an Eagles fan, can I? <laughs> the thing is, for me, it was I. I didn't see it live. Um, I, I had to rewind it. Someone texted me and went, "Oh, did you see the break?" So I rewound <laughs> it and looked and went, "Holy crap!" And after I watched it the fourth, fourth, fifth time, rewind four or five times, really sick. Yeah, yeah. To screenshot um, that on your computer though was uh, just a bit too far. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I. So Colt McCoy come in, and my first instinct was, I know him, but I can't place him because he hasn't played in how long? Mm. Three That's years? what Colt McCoy says to a lot of people now with the concussions <laughs> he's had. Walks past the mirror and goes, Who's that dude? Yeah, 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 uh, stunning. <laughs> and I'm so glad you've mentioned this leg break without saying it's 33 years to the day since. Oh, I'm not blah, blah, about Gloss over that. I'm not interested. Um, and it's the poor guy's broke his leg, and all they can do is talk about someone else. Yeah. yeah. Bless him. So, <laughs> listen. They've signed a starter, and as long as he remains fit, he'll start. 
and Mark Sanchez will be irrelevant. And that's the best possible case scenario <laughs> right now. But part of me wants to see Sanchez play. Oh, Sanchez. I want to see Sanchez. There's a sadistic part of me that wants to see him just get panicked and punt it from the edge of his own tail, first and goal, and just punt it over the back. It's just something. Just I'm just, pretty sure we're going to get a bit of Sanchez before yeah. the season's Colt out. McCoy's not a durable quarterback. No, we know exactly. that from the Browns time. in the wrong way or something like that. It'll be amazing. Mm. I just, I, something's going to happen. It has to happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about it, Jim? Oh, I'm really happy that we get to talk about Mark Sanchez again because I thought we kind of moved on from this guy. But uh, let's let's move down Mark Sanchez Lane, shall we? Just for those that don't know, Mark Sanchez was drafted with the fifth pick in the 2009 draft out of USC. Um, to select Sanchez, the New York Jets had to trade their first and second round selections and three players. That was uh, Kenyon Coleman, Abram Elam, and Brett Ratliff to the Cleveland Browns. At the time, the selection was lauded as good value for the team and for Sanchez. Sanchez reached an agreement with the team on the June, 12, uh, June 10, 2009, signing a five-year, get this, Dave, 50 million contract with 28 million guaranteed. So That's still a franchise record. Eight million pounds. Yeah, for dollars, a rookie, rookie dollars. quarterback. Dollars, yeah. Christ. I mean, it was a weak QB class. To be honest, Stafford went weak. number one. Weak. That's Stafford went number one. to give him that. Yeah. But after that, you're looking at people like Josh Freeman and Pat White. There were no other notable quarterbacks taken in wow. the entire draft. Uh, so you just skip over it. Four years at the Jets. He's then been to the Eagles. Yep, for one season. That's where he peaked. Then the Broncos. He, no, he wasn't. At the he Broncos. wasn't the Broncos. No, he wasn't. He hang was. On, hang on a minute. You, <laughs> hang on a minute. You, you said to me yesterday he was at the Broncos. No, he was. He had his best spell at the Broncos. <laughs> Yeah, because he didn't throw an interception because he didn't play. Yeah. What happened was, Vance Joseph came in as our coach, and one of the deals was that Mike McCoy would be a defensive coordinator. And this is why he was essentially building up an offensive play in hieroglyphics because no one could understand it. You mean the offensive and, coordinator? Yeah. The first yeah. thing... Did I, what did I say? You said Def- defensive coordinator. Whatever, offensive. The first thing he wanted to do, sign Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez came into the building and immediately got turned around and sent out because Trevor Simeon was better and that says everything that you need to know about Mark Sanchez he got beat out by Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch done I mean he did then go to the Cowboys yes. uh, and then the Bears last year and now he's at the Redskins and he's just off a drugs ban as well uh, could be couldn't possibly banned for drugs at the beginning of the season <laughs> I honestly thought he was done I thought he was yeah. on the street I didn't realise he was anywhere this recent well, he's not going to be on the street with 28 million quid of the Jets money is he <laughs> I didn't mean I mean it's a very nice street no he does he owns the street he's yeah. gold <laughs> and ivory <laughs> yeah it's it's not been a great career for Mark Sanchez if we're being brutally honest I mean Good there were a, the fella that's what I say very rarely did he have a season with um, more touchdowns and interceptions uh, yeah and also a few fumbles as well including a particularly famous one <laughs> Against, against of all people the Patriots but it was a fumble that. <laughs> <laughs> that was done on purpose yeah yeah he, yeah. he, he just doesn't have a good happens. record and so it obviously brings up the uh, the thing we always talk about when there's a, a lack of QBs in the building is why they're, they're trying out these people when there's clearly someone else that is not being tried out hmm. I don't want to keep going over it again Dave I know your head's no, no, no. getting too heavy for your neck no no but, no no no, no. The, the issue that I have is 
it's nothing to do with football. That's the reason that he's not there. For anyone who doesn't know, yeah, we're talking Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Now, Jim loves him. Jim rates him. Uh, yeah, I'm not so hot on him. And he's been out of football so long now. You're kind of wondering: is it more? Is is there more to it? Is there stuff that we don't know about? So for me, it's it's kind of a non-story. And I might be corrected on it, but until something happens with him, I'm just not interested. Yeah. Go and be on the front of the well, that's fine. I'm, yeah. That's fine. I think it's a fair argument but, to make, though, because he is a better than a oh, lot. No, no of, doubt he's better. A no lot doubt. of backups. Obviously better than Mark Sanchez. Yeah. He's better than a few starters. Yeah. No, I agree with that. <laughs> I don't disagree. It's just until something happens, it's kind of like, eh. you're talking about a guy who's just not, he's not in any contention to come in. I mean, the Broncos offered him a role to come in and try out and there were so many demands on his part I mean to be fair to Elway he hasn't he hasn't done the dirty thing and come out and said he wants this 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 and this and blah 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 mm-hmm. he just said look we spoke to him his demands of, to come in for a tryout were too much so he just said no and that was it and there was, there's been no hashing over that or anything like that he just said we offered him a tryout before we signed Case Keenum and there was far too much baggage with it on his part he's probably not so, that desperate to play either because let's face it if he was he could go and play in Canada he could. I, I think I, there's a problem. There's a bit of a stigma about that, though. Whereas if you do go to Canada, where you go to there's no way back. You yeah, know, yeah. you're kind of admitting defeat. It's I like mean, going to the MLS or something. You know, you don't go back to Europe after going to the MLS. Well, so are we therefore saying though that he's not written off his hopes of playing in the NFL? That's my point. Is if he if he's jacked it in in terms of his hopes of playing in the NFL again, going to play in Canada. Question, Jim. Rufferberger resigns. <laughs> uh, Rufferberger retires. Are you are you happy to pick up Kaepernick at, at the Steelers? I would have Colin Kaepernick at the Steelers the same way I'd have Tim Tebow at the Steelers. I don't mind. I love those players. They're they're kind of lightning rods for winning. Why would you want a baseball way? player at the Steelers? Yeah, uh, he used to be a quarterback. <laughs> he was misused by other teams. <laughs> He, yeah, they let him throw it. That was a big mistake they made. He was the only... Uh, we're not talking about Team 2 anymore, right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we've got a quarterback ready to go, ready to go there anyway, so Josh we're okay. We'll as, we, as we have, Dave, as we've got a Philadelphia Eagle fan yes. in, in the building, and he can speak in complete sentences, which is even more rare, <laughs> we should probably talk about the uh, the NFC East. You supported him for a whole year. Yes. Yeah, that's the second before time that, he said that on this before podcast. Before that, it was the Patriots. <laughs> it definitely wasn't. No, no. We won't doubt your credentials, Simon, as a as an Eagles fan. I've got a Reggie Brown Eagles jersey. Oof. So to give it a background, um, how long have you been actively supporting and watching the Eagles? Uh, probably since 2007. 2007, so yeah. 11 years. Yeah. Uh, Favourite player? Uh, Brian Westbrook. Ever. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. My favourite is Michael Vick. Yeah, for the Eagles. Yeah, no, no, no genuinely is. I think it was amazing no, for the you, Steelers. If you watched a lot of Westbrook, he, he was a just different class. Worst player, uh, excluding Mark Sanchez. <laughs> do, you know, do you know who I'd actually say would actually be Reggie Brown, <laughs> the worst player? Yeah, because it sticks in my memory because I was fuming because I wanted a um, a Westbrook jersey for Christmas and got given him <laughs> that one instead. <laughs> That's like someone I know. Here you go, son. (laughs) Someone we know supports the Jags and had the opportunity to get a Calais Campbell shirt and instead got Bortles on the back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Let's talk about the NFC East, shall we? Yeah. So, currently, the Eagles are sitting in third, which is pretty surprising, to be honest, 
considering you just won the Super Bowl, right? With a backup quarterback. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> the thing, I want to I leave this sort of to you two because you two are the subject matter experts. But the one thing I would say is I looked at, I don't look at the NFC that much because I don't have a vested interest in it. No. Really. Um, but the one thing I would say is I looked at the table and I was somewhat shocked to see that the Giants are only one win behind the Eagles. One win. That is weird, yeah. It, and it, it was only a couple of weeks ago where they were sitting in the number one overall pick and you're sitting there thinking, how is... How? Just yeah. how? The division's a bit of a mess this season. I think that's... It's only going to get worse as well. Yeah, it is. <laughs> after, yeah. after week 11, it's only going to get worse. So, you've got the Redskins. They're at top of the division. They're at six and four right now, but Alex Smith has just gone down. I mean, Alex Smith... Before he went down with the injury, I was actually watching that that game and thinking this guy is not competing or he's not completing third down conversions anything more than a few yards you just knew he wasn't going to make it to a first down marker um just incomplete it's so conservative it was unbelievable so i think they were going to lose that game anyway yeah uh alex smith has not been an upgrade from kirk cousins no and you know, it is what it is for the Redskins. Now they've got a better defense, which I think is what's carrying them through. It, it is, and it Adrian is. Peterson's been a complete revelation. Yeah. We, th- we thought he was done. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it was Alex Smith that was really driving that team forwards no. anyway. No, I'd, I'd, it, it'll be interesting to see what difference it makes. Well, I mean, it will obviously make a difference, but he's a calming influence, I guess, on the team because yeah. Colt McCoy is not proven to win any games, whereas Alex mm. Smith at least gets you to the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't think he was the one that was really driving wins for that team either. No, defensively so, they were, they'd been really solid. Yeah, uh, and I think that might help them win the division because it's pretty just average. about keep on to it. Okay. Pretty average. I mean, I, we, in terms of the Eagles, um, we're just a bit of a mess injuries wise. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you're not even second in the division because the Cowboys now yeah. are five and five. Yeah, Eagles are four and six, and the Giants are three and seven. So, uh, what I did very quick, well, what we like to do on the podcast is look at the remaining schedules and see kind of if we can predict where they're going to end up. Yep. So, let's go with the Eagles first then, shall we? Dave, you can join in with this one, obviously. Go on then. So, their remaining schedule, this weekend they've got the Giants in Philadelphia. Yeah. What do you reckon on that one then? Should win it. But. But. <laughs> division. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving it a win. I I'm going to go win. The, as well for the yeah, Eagles okay. uh, then they've got the Redskins at home I think we'll win that as well yeah yeah. and then you at the Cowboys I think we'll lose that toss a coin I, but, I, I mean it's, a the Cowboys well. are the team that I never pick because they're epic or they're horrific they're, they're seemingly <laughs> either or I think horrific I, I think as well it, it, which one of our run defences turns up if, yeah. if it's the good one I think we'll win <laughs> if it's the one that we've seen more of lately we'll lose then you're at the Rams. So that, that's, yeah, we'll that's move on from that one. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the Texans at home. Yeah, te- the Texans one is a, is a bit of a coin flip as well. What <sighs> have they won? Is it six or seven in a row now? Seven, seven in a row. Yeah, they were three in a row. They lost their first three, three yeah. and it's the first time since the 1925 Giants done that. <laughs> they're winning ugly as well. I mean, that win against yeah. the Redskins, they only got just about scraped it. You know? Yeah, I think they're but, rubbish. Yeah, I, I, Texans, I, th- I think, think we'll rubbish. I think we'll win that one because it's at the link. But that, that's that's what I heard as well. And then the last game is at the Redskins, who could be on the Mark Sanchez as their quarterback, or through be. Colt McCoy and Mark Sanchez yeah. to someone else. Yeah, that could end three 0 
um, <laughs> because everyone's on their holidays, or it yeah. could be an utter mauling yeah. because everyone wants to say goodbye and you know that it's the last game. <laughs> wants to they... say goodbye. Well, you know what I'm saying. It's the last game of the season. Everyone could just have a jolly and go. <laughs> Who they say goodbye to? But actually, though, that a lot could... of them won't be there next but, season. But you, you, you see, you say that actually, but by the time we get there, that could be the game for the top of that division. Well, the, yeah, because it's so close. At that point, you're seven point. and eight. It's not ridiculous. Yeah. I think I think you win that game when you go eight and eight to finish the season. Mm. An eight and eight is not great considering you won the Super Bowl last year, but it could be a whole could lot worse, worse considering yeah. you're four and six right now. Yeah. Um, then we've got the Redskins, so they're at the Cowboys this week. I think that's probably a loss. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then they're at you, which we said was going to be a loss, a loss. for them again. Yeah. Then they got the Giants at home. I think they might that's win flip, that maybe yeah, but it's the, it's the Giants Cowboys that's that's no Redskins Giants oh, Redskins they hate yeah. each other as well yeah that's true uh, I, I got th- there down as a win for the Redskins just yeah cause I think their defence could defense. shut down Barkley and then that's it yeah yeah I'm, then at the Jags I thought maybe that's a win for the Jags how much, how much of a game is the that you don't want to watch <laughs> <No>. yeah <laughs> Bottles versus McCoy that's a, that's a fl- 50-50 at Titans Adam winning and then we've got them playing you and losing. So I've got I've got the Redskins finishing eight and eight as well. See, I I would I would maybe sneak the Titans a, a win over the Redskins. Really? Okay. So you maybe a, a seven and nine. They're but. a funny they're a funny team, the Titans. Yeah. They, yeah. They pull a an, an odd win out. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Very rarely. And I'm saying that that's, <laughs> my, that's my sometimes. Didn't okay. The Patriots recently. Yeah. Thirty four ten. Yeah. There you go. Uh, then you've got the Cowboys. So I think they're probably going to beat the Redskins this week. I agree with that one. Yep. Then they're um, playing the Saints at home, but I think the Saints are Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, then it's the Eagles. We've, we've got you beating the Cowboys, potentially, yep. that one. Oh, no, sorry. The Eagles beating... No, Cowboys beating the Eagles yeah, Cowboys, on that yeah. one, didn't yep. we? Okay. Uh, then they're at the Colts. I think the Colts can probably beat the Cowboys. Yeah. On current form, at yep. least. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got two games. Bucks at home. They probably win that as yep. the Cowboys. Uh, and then the Cowboys are at the Giants for the final game. Yeah, they could probably win that win as that. well. Yeah. So I've got them at nine or seven. Yeah. Uh, Giants. I've only got them beating the Titans on their run in, which means they end up four and twelve. Yeah. So the way I've got it is actually the Cowboys managed to squeak, squeak this division. You and the Redskins are eight and eight, and the Giants are four and twelve. Yeah, the team you want to play in the playoffs, the Cowboys. Mm. They're the team you want. Really? Yeah. Without I don't know. Stop the run with Zeke. If you can, yeah, if you can, if you can stop the run. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? If their O line is working, then you're in deep trouble. Yeah, but yep. the old O line's getting old. Long season. It's not a young O line. Still experienced enough, no, mate. And yeah, you, know, you need to I have agree. a mix. Okay, they're the team that you want in the playoffs. <laughs> Out of all of them, they are the team that you want. Okay. I don't think that's unreasonable, though. That that. I'm not trying to be nasty on anyone there. I just like <laughs> you look at it with the form and the remaining schedule. I think that's kind of how it plays out. We've only got six games left, yeah. So we're not counting too far into the future. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about then, Simon, as we're here and we've got you and we're talking about the Eagles, is uh, is your boy Carson Wentz? Yeah, I think it's going. I uh, think really pleased to be honest. I know he's had a couple of rough games, in particular recently. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you before the Saints game in particular, I think if you looked at his record this season versus last season, yep. he was ahead, ahead of where he was, and he was an MVP candidate last season. Yeah. Well, he didn't start the season, did he? He started no. the injury, uh, so he's missed a few games. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot to say about that as well. You know, it's a big injury. 
uh, and and a big injury for his style of quarterback. Not not you know he's not an out and out runner, but he likes legs to twi- on him. Yeah, he likes to twist and turn though in the pocket. Well, he's got over five hundred and fifty yards in his career now rushing. Yeah. So yeah, he does like to scramble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I just thought obviously he's always going to be talked about against Jared Goff. Yeah. Probably not the best week to talk about these two after uh, Wentz had specifically one of his worst weeks against the Saints and Goff went off uh, for a huge amount of uh, points and touchdowns. Uh, still happy with the way that went 1-2? Yeah. I'd still... you wouldn't, you'd still have Wentz over Goff? Yeah. Uh, we, we were talking about something similar the other day. I think you talk about quarterbacks, you talk about their ceilings. Yeah. I think Wentz's ceiling is probably marginally higher than Goff's. I disagree. I think it's significantly higher. Okay. As far as talent, just pure talent, mm-hmm. Wentz is way up there for me. Yeah. I just think. Without any shadow of a doubt. I've, I've just been completely impressed by Jared Goff since McVeigh's turned up. Uh, when you don't have Jeff Fisher coaching you, it's amazing what can happen. That yeah. Does and it sounds well, yeah. like Jared Goff has obviously taken on board everything that's being taught to him as well. But, me, but give me the Rams O line, though, and I'm probably yeah. almost as good as Jared Goff. Maybe thing, not me, thing, but you know. The thing with Jared Goff, he's very good at getting the ball out quick and just almost doing the Brady thing of quickly dinking and dunking. He's got a good deep ball on him as well. He's just a good all-rounder. He's, he's yeah. not the fastest on the ground. He hasn't got the strongest arm. He hasn't. He's not the most accurate, but he's just good at everything. Yeah. Whereas Wentz is good at everything and elite at a few things. And that's for me, is the, or has the ability to be elite at a few things. I just, I just fancy him a bit more. I, just, I don't know. I'm obviously not going to argue that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you you well, need to argue up yeah. until this season, I wouldn't have argued with you either. I'm just I'm just seeing every, every a complete progression with Goff that I did not expect to see. Every quarterback will have a rough time, and if you put Wentz in that Rams team and put Goff in the Philly team, yeah, you it would be you'd be sitting the other way going, "There's absolutely nothing in it. It is ridiculous that you're even comparing the two because Wentz is so much better." The O-line's better. He's spending less time on the field as well. His receivers at the moment are better. I mean, I like Alshon Jeffrey, but he's not having a great season. There's not a lot being found. Well, he's coming back off an injury as well. as well. Yeah. So, for me, they're, they're in completely different circumstances at the moment. I know they came uh, out and, together and it's and fine. And also, another big key is we have zero, zero running, running game. game. Yeah. I mean, so, you look Well, at, you did last season. I mean, you moved away from it this season. Well, no, but well, no, it's no, not no, that. That's the it's, point, is that last season we had a run game and he look, looked better. Yeah, this Lance, season you do Lance need now some in runners, Detroit. Um, JJ is injured. You got Sproles. Is he <laughs> still <him>. there? Yeah, <laughs> he, he played a, a, a quarter at the head down okay. in the first game. It's mostly then. Corey Clement now, isn't it? That's yeah. it. The way Sproles no, jo- runs, Josh though, Adams. Adams. Oh, Josh Allen. Adams, yeah. Adams, yeah. The way Sproles runs, I'm assuming he can't see out of his visor, and he just runs straight <laughs> forward because he's got no clue. Bless him. <laughs> he's good to watch, but he's, they're just in different circumstances. They're in completely different teams right now. So it's just an interesting. They're always going to be talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's the that, same as know, Eli and Rivers. First season, Wentz was ready to go. Yeah, and Goff yeah. clearly wasn't. Yeah, but he also had Jeff Fisher coaching him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. I mean, they, he ruined Vince Young. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're close though. I mean, if you look at their career, their career stats, they're not a million miles apart. No, I've got them here. <laughs> um, completion percentage, Wentz is marginally higher at sixty three. Goff's on sixty two. Uh, their overall rating, Wentz is on 91, Goff's on 98. 
Uh, obviously, Wentz runs a lot more than, than Goff does. Goff's much more of a pocket passer. Well, interestingly, than... Goff's got one more touchdown than, yeah. <laughs> than Wentz. Yeah, rushing touchdown. Yeah, three touchdowns to uh, Wentz's two rushing. Yeah. But yeah, they are very equal. And of course, after the first season, you wouldn't have thought it would be that way. But Goff has been steadily improving. Obviously, they've got Super Bowl talent around them. They seem destined to have a run with the free agents they picked up. Yeah. I, I think we'd be seeing better numbers from Wentz this season if we had a run game still. It is a fair point. It's a fair point, but I thought we should talk about it anyway. No, no, it's a, <laughs> it's a fair discussion as well. And moving forward, you, uh, have you got, is it a positive thing right now, being a Philly fan? or um, Obviously, we're looking at maybe an 8-8 eight and eight season. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. You won the Super Bowl, so thing. does it really matter anymore? Not really. There you <laughs> no. go. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's slightly disappointing, but the injuries are killer. I mean, I had a look at our injury list. backfield's decimated yeah. I had a look like, at our, in, our injury list earlier and it's ridiculous yeah. there's, there's half a dozen starters out secondary's just I mean the secondary's been a bit of an issue anyway but when, they're like when, biting don't they on curl routes yeah and, yeah double moves I mean Jalen Mills loves it oh, oh my god <laughs> oh green hair yeah um, but I mean you know, he's, he's been out injured like Darby's out for the season there are some big injuries in the secondary Sydney Jones he's, he's missed two or three games with injury so it's not great. I mean, I looked at it earlier and it was like Malcolm Jenkins has picked up a bit of an injury, so he might not play. And I mean, he's basically the well, only... He's carrying the whole defence. Yeah. So that's going to yeah. cause some injuries, isn't it? So. There's, there's a game I saw, and it might have been, was it the London game, where you had three people taken out of the O-line? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, Christ. I mean, there's players coming in, I've never heard of them. Mm. And you sort of going, I, I, I've literally no clue who you are. <laughs> I mean, some are coming back. Tim, Timmy Jernigan came yeah. back, back into the active roster uh, today. That's positive, but it's probably not the biggest area we needed fixing. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Hicks has got injured as well. He's our linebacker talent, so yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but you know, with all of Could that, worse, you've got a Lombardi, so you're all right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you still got some young talent, and obviously, Wentz is an elite quarterback. Yeah, you know, exactly. there's, I'm not trying to denigrate Carson Wentz. No. He's clearly, an elite uh, guy at reading defenses and. and uh, athletic ability. So. Yeah, I think I think when you've got that quarterback there, and especially at his age, you don't get too worried about having a bad season, maybe yeah. even a couple, because you think you're going to go back on the up curve eventually. Well, you don't want to be a Packer fan. Well, no, <laughs> well, yeah. The Packer, Packers and uh, the Patriots are two teams who are in very similar situations at the moment, but I'd probably rather be a Packers fan than a Patriots fan right now, mm. judging with the way that they're going. And the two teams, when we've already spoken about it, the two teams that are most like each other at the moment are the Jags and the Eagles, mm. except your futures are very, very different because say what you like about the situation that you're in at the moment, you have significant weapons and you're only going to get stronger. Yeah. You're not in rebuild mode. So yeah. there's two teams are in the same position and you know what? If you have a bad season, it just means you're picking higher in the draft. Yeah, exactly. So for me, is what it is. Just don't have too many games like you did at the weekend. Yeah. Because <laughs> it did look as though players kind of just Yeah, they had given up a little bit, yeah. yeah. There, there was some dissent, weren't there, after the game? I'm yeah. not used to seeing that. Yeah, so. Malcolm Jenkins in particular. Came yeah. out and he's, yeah, had a bit of a pop, I think. I don't mind that as long as you back it up. I mean, yeah. it's every now and again when you see someone coming out saying how great they are. And you just and then well, they get Ramsey, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Jalen Ramsey and um, <laughs> Tyron Matthew as well when you watch the um, All or Nothing he, yeah. on the, he got injured he was there going it's not about me anymore it's not about me anymore you're the only one saying it is about you shut up you mug and get off the pitch behave yourself so yeah it's, it's kind of is what it is but do you know what it doesn't matter what your record is at this season you're still 
an incredible team. Mm. Simple as that. And with that, let's move on, shall we, <laughs> to uh, the final part of the day, and that is the picks for week 12. Ah, as a big fan, I love a pick. <laughs> Dave, you've managed to avoid doing the picks all, all season. Yep. Simon, so, mean, you've done them already this year, haven't you? I have indeed, yes. Yep. Did you win? Did you draw? Draw. You drew. Yeah, 12 and 2, though, I'll take that. Yeah. That was a great, that was week 8, I think. So, Well done, Simon. Thank That's you. why you're on the pod. Thank you. Uh, Dave, it's your turn, mate. You've managed to avoid doing this until Bring now. It. I beat him last year. <laughs> Let's see if we can do it again because yeah. we need to talk about last week's uh, predictions. Obviously, we had Paul, who's a Redskins fan, uh, go on the picks. I forgot about him. <sighs> He's a Redskins fan. So, <laughs> after all was no said offense. and done, <laughs> you leave him out. He's a nice man. <laughs> when all was said and done, the King won the week six and seven. Oh, that oh, oh that's a dirty win. That is a dirty. <laughs> that is a yeah. Along with the six what, and nine in week two, get? that is the the worst week for the king. Paul got five and eight on that one, so they both got wrong. Packers, hey, being a Vikings, with that. Packers, Vikings, Panthers, Titans, Falcons, and Cardinals. They all lost. Uh, the the kicker there for the king was that the Bucks lost to the Giants. Paul had picked the Giants, but King got right that the Texans would beat the Redskins. He obviously knew that Axmith would get a broken leg, and that the Ravens would beat the Bengals, despite the fact that the Ravens didn't play a quarterback in that game. Uh, well done, Lamar Jackson. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Six and seven. I'm sure the King's not happy about this. I'm going. So big. he'll I'm be ready. 100%. He's submitted his picks this week. Uh, last time he wasn't here, he didn't give us the picks in time, but did before the Thursday yeah. night game. So, Dave, you ready? Go for it. Thursday night, it's Thanksgiving in America, so we've got three sets of games going on. Early one is the NFC North matchup between the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. We don't know about Mitch Trubisky. We're hearing about a shoulder injury saying that Chase Daniel Daniel. might be starting this game. Don't care, Bears will win. Going Bears. Going Bears. Defense win games. I'm going Bears. Okay. (laughs) The King has also gone for the Bears. So, then we've got uh, an NFC East matchup. It's them Redskins with Colt McCoy starting against the Dallas Cowboys. Part of me wants to go Skins, but I'm not going to, so I'm going to go Dallas. Uh, <laughs> I, the thing is, I just think their running game is better. Yeah. Um, oh, well, Adrian Peterson's doing really well. He is, and that's fine, but they're going to have to lean on him so heavily because... He's well, used to that. Yeah. He's, in yeah, but, yeah, but he's also yeah. 46 years old he's so, not that old he's 33 whatever he's had a long career though he's an old 33 he's not a young 33 right okay but but he can still do it no, yeah no, I, I don't disagree I don't disagree and you've got Duron Payne in the middle stopping the inside run that's fine for me Dallas going Dallas that okay. game, Dallas, that game comes down to the trenches yes I'm looking forward to that game, game. Actually. for both teams that should be a good game to watch uh, King has gone for the Redskins so we've got our first difference there okay. and then the late game the Atlanta Falcons who don't like winning anymore they're away to the Saints NFC South matchup Saints just dismantled the Eagles last week what's happening this time Dave? Falcons straight up no I'm joking <laughs> okay. Saints okay. Gonna, yeah the Saints are su- they're just a better team in every single department yeah 
no surprise that the King has gone for the Saints as well in that matchup. Yep. So we're on to Sunday. Uh, first up, it's an AFC North matchup. It's the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, God. Um... Bengals just lost to the Ravens. Couldn't get it done against Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. <laughs> I, do you know what? I want to say that the Browns... No, do you know what I'm going to say? I think Flacco's not playing. The Browns are going to win. Okay. Yeah. King has gone for the Browns as well. Has he? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Next up is the San Francisco 49ers off their bye. They're at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, who the are Bucks at playing, home. Are playing Jameis Winston this the week? The Bucks at home. Bucks. Yeah. And uh, Jameis Winston's playing. Yeah. yeah. yeah 49ers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nick Mullins, I guess, is starting that game. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who's starting. <laughs> the I can't Bucks trust the Bucks. are horrific. And guess what? The Kings picked the Bucks. So we've got a difference there. If Winston gets injured in this game yeah. and it pre- presents him from signing from another team... They've got to pay him compensation next season of $21.9 million. Oh, he's on the bubble, isn't he? Why would you play him? I'd just be well, in my hotel room smashing my knees with a book going, <laughs> oh, I'm getting paid next year. I don't think that works that way. But, um, I would. <laughs> I'd just be treading on jars of salad cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, an awful, it's gonna be, what an awful game. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be a great game. Yeah. Oh, it could be amazing. It could be, you know, it could be a score fest. It could it be could. an absolute it score could. fest. It could. But it's going to be one of those score fests where you're just going, Jesus Christ, just tackle him, will you? Throw him the just damn hit, towel. Hit him. Strong <laughs> we are. Stop flirting with him. Hit him. Yeah, going 49ers. Talking about bad games, let's mm-hmm. have the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road at the Buffalo Bills. Jags. I have said so no that very quickly. Faith. I think Josh I Allen been... might be starting this game. See, He's I been like out Josh for over Allen. a month. But I like Josh Allen. You do like Josh Allen. Um, I, I do. don't know why. It's, do you know what it is? It's it's for the same reason I like Shady McCoy. He's a good player. I mean, McCoy's a great player in a yeah. terrible team. Yeah. I think Allen's got the potential to be a good player in a terrible team. <laughs> He's just there's something about him where you go and everyone around you is garbage, but you look all right. So I give him a bit of leeway, and I, I quite like that. But you're still going for the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> After everything I've said about the Jags, I'm still going. <laughs> makes, that makes no sense. No, whatsoever. no, absolutely not. No, but sense. I'm right, and I guarantee. That he's picked the same, is that right? Yeah, he's picked the yeah, Jags as well. <laughs> Despite the fact that he's a Bills fan, closet. I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be going the Bills every day of the week. You're going the Bills? I would, I would go Bills big time. Yeah. Cheeky little bet with you on there. Ooh. <laughs> Dave's very good to be taken advantage of yeah, with bets, yeah. Simon. Oh, okay. I would take that bet. Oh, I'm, no, I'm good at bets. <laughs> Any bet against Dave, I'd take it. I'm good at bets it. for money. <laughs> you aren't. <laughs> right, let's move on then, shall we? The Oakland Raiders drunk off a win. Um, uh, whoever the Raiders are playing, I don't care. The other team. It's the Baltimore care. Ravens. Yeah, I don't care, Ravens. Okay. <laughs> they are horrific. <laughs> they, I know they won at the weekend against uh, the Cards. Yeah. And for, I mean, all the highlights were on Red Zone was Derek Carr having a row with, <laughs> with John with Gruden. Gruden. It, was, it was like, come on. And literally, all they were doing was having an argument. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to be the same relationship next yeah. year. I'm not sure that... Uh, no. Yeah, we'll I have mean, to have a word with someone about this. You next might week, be looking at Jacksonville's next quarterback at the plane of the Raiders there. Oy, oy, oy. Be interesting. Okay, um, so you got the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. All, all day right, long. So is the king. So is the king. Yeah. Uh, then we've got this. Should be all right actually. And then we've got the Seattle Seahawks. They're at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, we've played the Seahawks. Disrespecting this the Seahawks again. I mean, the King disrespected the Seahawks last week, and Packers, you know, lost. Couldn't care less. We played the Seahawks <laughs> in week one. They're horrific. They were terrible. Yeah, but so um, are you. Yeah, we won. What does that tell you about them? 
They're not week one Seahawks. No, I know, but you know, burn me once, you ain't getting burn me, burn me twice. No, I, I, for me, the Panthers are the better team. All right, well, King's gone for Panthers thing. as well. Oh. Panthers should win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. I, I desperately want to say the Jets, but you wouldn't have gone for the Jets. You'd have gone for the Patriots, and I want to lose to him. I'm going to have to go Patriots he's a Patriots fan isn't he so I'm going to have to go Patriots <laughs> yes he's gone for the Patriots yeah, of course he, of course he has uh, then we've got the NFC East matchup it's the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles uh, Giants at Eagles Eagles yeah Eagles yeah. here as well uh, then we've got the Arizona Cardinals at the LA Chargers that's a bloodbath. <laughs> the Chargers are going to be so annoyed that they lost in their last game and yep. the cards are coming to town. Yep. The cards are going to get scored on. This could be the first game we see where, where a team scores over 100 points. They are going to get <laughs> mauled. Well, of course, he's got to keep up the pretense that he's to the Chargers fan, so he's picked the Chargers. <laughs> uh, we've, got, we've got the Miami Dolphins. They're off the bye. Tannehill's back. And they're pl- they're at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Colts are my dark horses. I think they're they're decent. Good they're pun there as well. So yeah, they're better than their, their record suggests. Yeah, but the Dolphins are sneaky without Brock. And <laughs> I can't get rid of Brock Osweiler. Come on. Well, they have. Uh, so the Colts. Yeah, tr- uh, King's gone for the Colts as well. Yeah. Uh, three games left. Then first up, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers at your Denver Broncos. Dave, be serious when you're making this pick. Ah, you see. In Denver, be be sensible. You've got yeah, it's a in fat Denver, O-line yeah. a playing quarterback for you. Um, no. I'm going Denver. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> All right, King's gone for the Steelers. <laughs> I have no faith, but I've got it. It's got to happen. Ridiculous. Uh, next up, it's the late Sunday game. That is the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, rivalry. Yes, close one. Um, it depends which which Vikings turn up. Oh it, it, come you on! To, like, delay your pick yeah, until yeah. you know which one turns up. <laughs> no, it's not just that. Cheating. Wait until about the third quarter, and <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just trying to figure out who you, who we would have picked. Um, you would have gone by Packers, Vikings. King has also gone for the Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> Next, oh, the last game is the Monday night game. That is the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. I AFC would, South matchup. I would go Titans if they were at home, but they're mm. not. Right. So, I really want to go Titans. Was well, only one other team if you're going. Yeah, I know. But I don't want to go Texans because I don't think they're that good. Well, go Titans then. I don't want to lose to him. So, all right, I'll go Titans. All right, Kings gone Texans. Oh, why, so, would, why wouldn't you go Texans yeah, I know <laughs> but I just don't want to go Texans I don't think they're as good as their record suggests at the well, moment but they're going to win that game so you've got it wrong maybe so do you want to keep that pick I know that usually once you've heard the other person you shouldn't be able to change no, it no I'm going Titans you're going Titans, going Titans. Well, any given Sunday uh, obviously after that barnstorm where the Chiefs and the Rams are on their bye week so those are 15 games I was going to say I, I did hear in the news earlier on that Mariota is also on limited practice <laughs> Is he? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm sticking with Titans. I'm, I'm with pretty Titans. sure he'll start. He's one of those guys yeah, that will yeah, start regardless, start. won't he? Yep. Um, and that's it. I'm so going to lose that matchup now. <laughs> I'm so going to lose. Yep, you definitely are. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to thank Simon for being here on his, uh, well, breaking his cherry. 
yeah. on, the, on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Well, hopefully we'll get you back again, Simon. Mm, uh, thank me. Well, I, I do kind of. You know, I, I'll let you turn up again. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Denver Dave won't be here. No. We think. Uh, or the week afterwards. Potentially. Probably. We'll see what happens about days of recording because we're not recording on a Tuesday this week. It's no. Wednesday. In so. a couple of weeks, I definitely won't be here. Okay. Next week is, Next is likely not. Neither or. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're also hoping to see a return of a certain somebody. Uh, who has his own entrance music? <laughs> yeah, I want entrance music. I don't want the Benny Hill song either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think because uh, obviously they won a game last week, he's finally relented. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but that should be brilliant. It's about time we need to talk about uh, Gruden and all the things that are going on over there. Yep. But um, that's it. Yeah, make sure, guys, if you're not subscribing already, you are subscribing to the podcast uh, and contact us on Twitter. Um, if you want to have a cheeky bet on anything of the King's picks, bear in mind he did go six and seven last week. Or Dave's picks. Or Dave's pick. Jesus, no, don't go yeah, Dave's don't picks. Pick them. We don't endorse <laughs> anything that Dave has said on this podcast, <laughs> as usual. They're my um, opinions of my own. But hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King uh, or at Punk underscore Raider as well. Simon, have you got anything uh, social media ish to contact you on? Probably, we'll have to sort some out. Think, about it we'll think of a name as well. Smeagol, maybe Simon Eagle. I don't know. Battery in a socks. Battery in a socks. Stay away from Santa Claus. If Simon. you go yeah. on to the Jim and the King website, you will be able to see Jim does a little uh, picture that shows you oh, the, King's the King versus the people. Yep, and it shows you who's gone for what because a lot of the time you listen to the podcast and the games are coming around you go who got what who thought yeah. what go onto the website um, Jim will probably tweet it this week because I just said that com. Yeah. yeah and uh, you'll be able to keep, see and keep track of how badly I get beaten <laughs> there's only a few differences in there Dave so yeah. it can't be that bad no matter what happens so yeah. okay well until then I've been Jim that's been Dave that's been Simon thank you so much guys for listening yeah.